Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. I am very excited to have with me a young entrepreneur and a creator of the app Wavelength. I have with us today, Miss Sarah Stites, and she has created this amazing app for people who wanna get healthier, who wanna lose weight. And the really amazing thing about this app is that it is based on scientific things. So it's not just like a fad craze diet. I have already been using it myself and have been very impressed. So I cannot wait to jump in and talk to her about how she created this app and how it can really help people live their best lives. So welcome today, Sarah. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, Melissa. You're welcome. And welcome, guys, to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I am your host, Melissa Oatman. So before we start talking about this app, I really want people to get to know Sarah and who Sarah is and what led you to creating this app because you're talking about something that so many people struggle with in their daily lives. So just a little bit about you. Yeah. So I learned, like I think a lot of people, that my body was a problem. My weight was a problem. My eating was a problem really early on in my life. I was diagnosed with something called polycystic ovary syndrome when I was 12 years old. Uh, and then when I was 15, I was diagnosed with prediabetes. And then between my 16th and 17th birthdays, I gained about 150 pounds. And I I'm sure I don't have to tell you like what, um, I have a very different perspective on it now, but at the time, um, you know, going through that as a teenage girl, the impact that it had on my sense of self-worth, my sense of who I was as a person and the quality of my character. I just like, it, it was awful. Um, and I desperately wanted to get my eating under control and I desperately, desperately wanted to lose weight. And so I just, I did, I did it all. I did point systems. I did, oh my God, I did, uh, I went through a period where I was doing public weigh-ins, which was horrible. Um, you know, lemon juice and cayenne pepper, you name it. I did it culminating in having weight loss surgery when I was 19 years old. I lost, I lost about, um, 80 pounds and I gained all of it back. And then some, because the fact of the matter was that the things that caused the weight gain in the first place were not resolved by weight loss surgery. This is a pretty common story, but that was like, just imagine, like imagine being that young woman who, whose parents have taken out a loan for an expensive surgery, um, who like, that is allegedly the easy way out. And yet even that I couldn't make work for me. And so this like, I had this just idea in my head that it, this was basically just happening because I suck. Right. Because like, there's something, I have a moral deficit that prevents me from having self-control or willpower around food. And I just felt, I just felt like a failure. It really just ate away at my soul. And my mom has a very similar story, but unlike me, she's got a PhD and a couple of master's degrees, one of which is in nutrition science. So while all of this was happening to me, she was getting to the point where her health was so poor. She couldn't walk around the block. She was looking at 50. She was really scared. She was going to die, like really die right then. (laughs) And, um, she started asking some questions though. Like, all right, I am a woman with multiple advanced degrees. Literally one of them is in what to eat. I'm successful in my career. Like 
is this really a self-discipline issue? Because if it is, it doesn't show up anywhere else in my life. What's going on here? Is this really happening because I suck? And she's just, my mom is a very, she's like a dog with a bone. She's just a really, really, um, tenacious person. And she started asking the question, not what should we be eating for health, but why do we eat? Why do we find ourselves going back to the foods that we know aren't good for us that make us feel bad over and over and over again against our better judgment. And what she discovered is that our eating choices are not about willpower. They're about biology. They're about cause and effect. And they have everything to do with how much sleep we got last night and our diet history and our genetics and the environment that we're living in and the stress that we're under and our history, our emotional histories and our traumas. And it has absolutely nothing to do with strength of character. And she started taking this like new approach that was really a behavior first approach. Um, and together we kind of went on this journey and I lost about 150 pounds. She lost about 170 pounds. And this was more than 12 years ago now. And it wasn't about counting calories and eating the magic foods. It was about understanding the biological and psychological patterns that were driving our eating behaviors and changing them. And so when she worked as a weight loss coach in Kansas city, where I'm from for many years, and we both had this feeling that this was too special. Um, this, this is, this is scientifically important. Uh, but it's also important because there are like literally millions of women out there who feel crappy in the same way that we felt crappy, that who really feel like something is wrong with them. Um, and it's just not true. And so we decided that it needed to be something that had a much wider reach than just my mom in Kansas city. And so together we made wavelength. And so my mom is a scientific advisor and, and I'm the CEO and the app is, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get into it, but the app is just such a labor of love. It's every time, every decision we make about the app, we ask the question, like, what do we wish we had had? We wish we had had sound scientific advice. We wish we had had compassion. Um, and so that's really what guides every choice that we make as we grow this business and build this, this app. I love it. And what I really, truly love is that, and I noticed this when I listened to the first couple of uh, episodes on the app, was you talk so much about like letting go of the shame of what you've been feeling regarding the eating habits, because it's not your fault. Like we're kind of set up biologically sometimes to do the things that we do. And we have to get out of this idea that we need to be ashamed of what we've done so far. And I think that that's where a lot of diets really fail people too, because, well, first of all, because a diet is something that you just do temporarily where this is actually changing your lifestyle, which is mm -hmm. going to make the long lasting changes, which I know that you yeah. see because you guys at home cannot see Sarah, but she's a beautiful woman. <laughs> and Thank you. You, that, you know, she, takes care of herself and is healthy, which is a, you know, that's what this app is all about. It's not about making a temporary change where I'm going to lose five pounds. And it's about changing your mindset and changing your habits. And that's, what's going to make the real change. And what I love about that is starting with the getting rid of blaming yourself and feeling yeah. bad about yourself. That is so important. I think. 
it's, it's so important. It's so important on an experiential level, right? Because like, obviously what I just said is true that it's about biology. It's not about the quality of your character, but on a neurological level, the, the processes associated with shame, the things that happen in our brains, the parts of our brains that are activated, the neurotransmitters that get released, there's mounting evidence that shows that those neurological processes actually prevent our brain from creating new behavior. And you can see this play out in your own life. Um, so you decide to start a diet. you you make a huge list of changes. It's all going to be different tomorrow. I'm going to go to the gym every day and I'm never going to eat this. And I'm only going to eat that. And, um, and then it goes off the rails because it always does. It always does. And that voice of shame comes in. And instead of being able to get curious about what's happening to you, you might, let's say you come home from work and you eat an entire half a pizza that's left over in the fridge, right? Um, instead of getting curious and saying like, hey, okay, I didn't plan to eat that pizza. This is not getting me closer to my goals. Uh, I wonder what contributed to that happening and can I change it for the future? Instead you hear, well, why did I eat that pizza? Well, because I suck. It stifles curiosity. You can't get any more information. And so that's the experience of it. But what's happening in our brains is that our brains are sending all of our resources to being scared and upset and ashamed and none of them to creating a new behavior. Um, and so it's, it's both nice from an emotional perspective, but critical from a biological one to set the shame aside. And I think that like, the key to doing that people like to start with gratitude for their bodies. They like to start with affirmations, but when you're really ashamed, that stuff does not penetrate. Like I remember thinking like, Oh my, I don't know who this works for because I'd look in the mirror and I'd say like, you're worthy. And I'd be like, well, worthy. I don't even know what that means. I literally don't know what it means. It's so much easier to start with a baseline of just like you're normal. This struggle that you're having is playing out in kitchens and bathrooms across the world. Most people are having this conversation with themselves. You're not extra bad. You're just regular bad. And once you kind of accept that you're just normal, that what's happening to you is very human. It's not some secret failing that you've got, then that shame starts to subside. Then you can start to feel grateful, right? That stuff comes later, but just knowing that you're normal is the most powerful tool you have in eradicating the shame. Yeah. I love that. I think it's so, so important to do that. And yet so many of us, we are our own worst critics and we find it so hard to quiet that inner voice that says, why did you do that again? Here we go again. You know, those things. And somebody said that the other day, like again, 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 that word, he used to hate that word because he would say, here we go again. Why did I do this again? I'm doing the same thing again. You know, and I think it really, so many of us struggle with that. But if we can learn how to say, and this is exactly what the guest the other day said, to be happy with yourself as you are right now, failings, shortcomings, and all, knowing that we all have them. Yeah. yeah. And I think like, it's so important to remember that self-acceptance is not approval. You don't have to say, 
I'm good with how things are. I don't want anything to change, but you can just say, this is what's happening and it's normal. And I understand why it's happening and I'm, I'm okay. Um, and I think that holding that understanding next to, I wish things were different is actually where the power to change comes from. But so much about our wellness culture only lives in the, I wish things were different space. And we think like the thing that's so insidious about shame, right. Is that it doesn't even if it's mean, even if that voice, like, I mean, we've all had that experience of like looking in the mirror and it sounds so harsh to say, but like, oh my God, I've said the meanest stuff to myself in the mirror. You're disgusting. What's wrong with you? You're pathetic. Like who could ever find you attractive, right? Dark, dark stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're ashamed, it doesn't sound mean, although of course it's horribly mean. It sounds true. And it sounds perceptive. Like, thank God you really see yourself clearly so that you don't misunderstand your place in the world. Um, And so it can be so hard, so, so hard to get out from under that shame. Um, And, and we just like, it's, it takes practice. It takes, okay, well, maybe it's true. Maybe I am pathetic, but I'm going to try something different right now. You don't have to argue with it. Just start stepping around it. And the more you step around it, the, the faster it'll go away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that is such good advice because there is such a thing as toxic positivity where, you know, if you try to ignore all the shadow stuff and you just try to say everything's rainbows and sunshines and it's going to be great. And that's not realistic either, even though we do have to learn how to start changing the mindset and shifting all of that. If you're in a space where you're kind of down here right now, and this is where you feel, it's okay to be in that space. Like, it's okay. Like, don't beat yourself up because this is where you are right now. I always say to myself, this isn't where I want to be yet. I'm not where I want to be yet, but I'm getting there. I'm on the way there. I'm taking the steps. So I always try to have that little bit of grace with myself because I know that I, I make mistakes on the daily all the time and I openly admit that and I'm not where I want to be exactly yet, but I know I can get there and I know that I'm trying. So I think people yeah. need to learn to have that grace with themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's actually, we take quite a bit of time at the beginning of the wavelength program to walk people through that process of, of, we call it the growth mindset. I think grace is a great term for it. Um, but just like how to go from living with that inner critic, speaking the truth to a place where you're like, I am a being with needs and who makes mistakes and who's a product of our, my environment. And like, what am I going to given, given that all that's true, how do I want to move forward? Um, and it's a journey, you know, I'm sure, you know, right. Like we don't start there, but we can get there. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So why don't you start by telling us a little bit about the app itself and how this app is going to help someone, because I know I have people out there listening who are identifying with everything you're saying, probably tears running down their face right now, possibly going, that's me. This has been my struggle. Um, mm-hmm. That's how I am. When I listen to things and they resonate, it hits me right in the heart, like the emotions. And I know I have people out there listening that this has been a struggle for. So walk us through what your app does for them. Yeah. So 
it's a daily audio episode. It's, it's less than 10 minutes every day. And within that audio episode, you're going to learn a lot about the psychology and science behind your eating choices. And then you're going to get the tools that you need to start to change that biology and that psychology. Um, and so it's a step-by-step program that walks you through, you know, what's happening in your body and mind and how to feel more in control with food and also what's, what to eat and when to eat. Uh, but we really start with the psychological stuff first. And you'll hear that as you start to listen to the episodes, the focus on the beginning is really on the brain and it's really on the mind. And this is because if you tell somebody to make huge changes to your, their diet without giving them the psychological changes that they need. It's like, I like to say that it's like pushing somebody out of an airplane and then handing them the parachute. Like no one can be successful. And under those circumstances, you can't make all of these huge changes at once when the psychological and neurological patterns that are driving your choices are exactly the same as they ever were. What's going to happen? You're going to go right back into your old patterns. And so this is really for you. If you're out there, you're listening, you're like, I've tried Weight Watchers. I've tried literally everything under the sun. I've been on every crash diet that ever came along. Nothing has worked for me. That's why. That's why. Because it's like putting a Band-Aid over a wound. This is really starting from deep inside. It's about healing that wound from the inside out. Um, and so if nothing has worked for you in the past and you're at your wits end and you don't know what to do, <laughs> that is who Wavelength is for. Again, because this is really about what would have helped me on my journey, which I, which is just a, it's such a universal path. It's such a universal story. Yeah. And what I really, truly love is that you and your mom, I mean, you can tell it's a labor of love, but I always say when people come to me to work with me with coaching, one of the reasons that they come to me is because they know I've been through all the same crap they have. And you guys have been through this journey yourselves. You know exactly what people are feeling. You know exactly what it takes to make those changes. And that's what I think I love so much about this app because you can tell, like, you know, even if someone just went and they got this app and they listened to the episodes and they never heard this podcast, you can tell, you know, that you have been where they are and you know how to bring them out of that. And I think that's one of the most comforting things is for people to know you're not alone. You're not alone. There are so many people who are dealing with this as well. And I was one of those people. And I'm here to show you that this works and how it works and how you can do it too. And I think that that level of support is amazing. It's really amazing. It makes all the difference. It it gets so emotional when I think about this because, I mean, I just like you, when you are dieting for a lifetime, the message that you hear over and over and over again is like, try harder, be better. What's wrong with you? You should be able to do this. Everyone else can do it. And I, I think about wavelength as like reaching out in hand. That's like, Hey, I see you. I see what's happening to you. There's nothing wrong with you. It's going to be okay. Come with me. Um, because like, I just, I just know the agony of being on the receiving end of try harder 
um, and trying so hard and wondering why you're failing. Um, and I just, I don't want to, I don't think anybody should have to feel that way. Yeah. I mean, that telling someone to try harder, such a degrading thing to you, you know, to your, I think it's like a killer of your soul of all of your, you know, because it insinuates that you're not capable or that you're just lazy or, you know, something, a lot of what we do, whether it's in dieting or anything else, I mean, we, we experience self-sabotaging in all areas of our lives, in relationships, when we try to do dieting, all of those things, it doesn't have anything to do with the fact that you're not capable and that you're never going to get better. It has to do with healing and inner wounding that's going on and addressing that first, because you will, you will sabotage yourself every time if you don't address that first, because that creeps up and you get those triggers. And then what do the triggers do? They cause you to go and back to that eating the pan of brownies or eating, you know, a carton of ice cream before you go to bed, you know, it's, it's the emotional triggers that we're not really dealing with a lot of times and other things, because I also like how you talk about the stress aspect and the um, lack of sleep, because, you know, a big scientific uh, study has shown that when you're stressed out, your body creates the extra hormones that actually cause you to hold on to weight. Mm -hmm. So getting rid of all of those things, like addressing every issue of your life, causing you to look at yourself and saying, what are the things that are doing this for me? Because it might be different for every person, but you kind of address all of that. And like, let's really take a look at ourselves and say, what's causing this for me? Is it, I'm not getting enough sleep. I have too much stress. What is it? So that's the part I really, really love about your app. Mm, Thank you. I mean, I think that we, we have this idea of a false dichotomy between our body and our mind, right? And people talk about the mind-body connection, but I actually think that even that is a misrepresentation of what's actually happening because our minds are our bodies. Every emotion that you're experiencing is a physiological process that is happening. It's hormonal, it's neurochemical. Um, it's a, it's literally electrical and in your brain going firing through your synapses. And it's a physical sensation. Like one of my favorite questions to ask is like, when somebody tells me they're feeling some kind of way is how do you know? And it can be hard to get them to make the connection, but the answer is always a physical sensation. Every emotion is just a physical sensation. And so when we talk about self-sabotage, when we talk about our triggers and our patterns, I think we tend to think of them in the realm of the abstract, in the realm of the psychological. But our psychology and our biology are one thing. There are literally um, neural pathways in our brains that are driving us toward these behaviors. And so when you start to recognize that like, your physiology and your psychology are one in the same, then it makes perfect sense that sleep, which obviously impacts your physiology is also going to impact your emotions is going to impact your metabolism. It's all one system. And so if you're addressing them separately, for example, just changing what you eat or trying to, you're missing at least half of the equation, uh, in weight loss and weight gain. And so you've really got to look at the whole picture, 
definitely if you want to make permanent change, but often even if you're trying to make short-term changes. Yeah, I think it's really important because we often miss over those little things like that. Like how much stress do you have? Because I mean, stress eating is a big thing. That's something I think a lot of people do, whether we want to admit that or not. But, you know, if you're working so hard and, and I've been guilty of this myself of having a day that's jam packed and going, okay, I'm just going to grab something here and grab. And so we eat mindlessly instead of mindfully. Mm -hmm. And we're just grabbing things that are around or quick and whatever. And they're not always the most, it's easier to go through a drive-through sometimes than it is to, you know, sit down and plan things out. So I think attacking the problem by looking at your whole life, and what are your habits? What are your patterns? It's so important because it's important to know when you get triggered too. Like, are there things that happen? Like, yeah, you know, when I have a fight with my kids or when I have a fight with my husband, this really triggers me. I think it's important for people to know those things too, to understand, you know, what they're dealing with because we're all different. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that like, you really, Wavelength is really working on this issue at two different levels, right? So there's the level of like, just literally reducing the amount that you're triggered, right? If you're, um, if you're triggered by your husband, like Wavelength actually gives you the tools to start to look at that and say, Hey, what's going on here? Like, why is this trigger happening? Is this something that we can avoid? Um, but then it's also working on another level so that when you get triggered, because everybody gets triggered. Of course you're going to get triggered. That food is not the first thing that you reach for, that you have other tools in your toolkit. And in the beginning, it's going to feel like work, right? It's just the reality of changing your behavior. You're going to have to be like, oh, right. Okay. I could eat or I could do something else. But the beauty of wavelength is that over time, it gets easy over time. It becomes habitual and thoughtless so that you're no longer choosing. You're no longer saying, okay, ugh, okay I could choose food or I could choose something else. Now I have to like, think about what I want to do. Instead, you just find yourself making the other choice. Um, and that is how, you know, it's permanent, right? Like that, when it doesn't feel effortful anymore, that's the goal. Yeah. And that is totally the key behind changing habits, because what is a habit? It's something you do over and over and over again until it becomes something you just don't even think about. Mindless. Yeah. We have habits we picked up that are not great, but you can reverse that. And, and it is work when you first start to do that. But I always, I don't want to ever scare people off. And, you know, when I use the term work or we say it's going to be work, like, don't let that scare you because that doesn't mean it's impossible. All it means is you're going to have to slow down. You're going to have to take your time and you're going to have to make choices that are mindful, which means mm -hmm. you're going to have to be the one at first who pays attention in your life to what's going on around you. You're going to have to slow down and make those choices. But eventually you're going to be able to get to the point where you don't have to be as, you don't have to slow down as much and have to be as intentional because it's a habit now. It's oh, that's such great pathway, language, right? It's a new neural pathway in your brain that says, now I choose this instead. Yeah. Oh, I love that language. I mean, slowing down is really what it is. It's putting a pause between the trigger and the action. Um, and it's, creating the space that you need to make the decision that you want to make. 
Um, beautifully said, really beautifully said. Thank you. Yeah, it's the same with anything. We, you know, we had a guest on the other day who said he would get triggered by someone and he'd punch him in the face, right? Because he used mm. to be part of like a crime family. And uh, he said, you know, that his mindfulness was slowing down, like he would slow down at first. And then he'd still hit him. But he put a pause in there, you know, it was the slowing down and eventually got to the place where he could slow down and then he would walk away. So he would make a different choice because he slowed down long enough to do that. When we're talking about habit changing, it can be with anything. I mean, we all have habits we have to change sometimes. For many of us, it is about eating and, and those things. That's a very, very common habit that people want to change. It can be about anything. And I really think that the key to it is being able to slow down and be mindful and present enough to make the right choices. And if you fall a little at first, which you will, because you do every time you try something new, it's mm -hmm. not going to go perfect every time because mm -hmm. that's learning and growth. And I think people need to really get out of their own heads about, well, I, I failed. Okay. No, you didn't fail. You're making progress. Like you have to look at that. Like, okay. So I paused and I ate half a pan of brownies instead of the entire pan, because then I, I caught myself, mm -hmm. but you're going to get to the place where you don't eat any of those and you go do something mm -hmm. else. So I just want mm -hmm. people to really be encouraged by the fact that you don't have to have it figured out in one day. You know, it's all about progress. And it might be slower for you than it you think it should be. But honestly, slow and steady wins the race, right? I mean, mm -hmm. you're talking about making lifelong changes. That's not going to happen overnight. You've got to slow down and take the time to do the work. And when you do the work, you're going to see the results. You really mm -hmm. are. And I, I love that your app encourages people in that way too. Well, what's so interesting is that like, I always say the, the fast way is the slow way. Um, and people want, they like, they're like, give me a list of foods and a calorie number. Um, and that feels like the fast way. But when you take this other approach, it is, a, you know, I'm still sometimes surprised by how fast it is actually. Like once you start approaching it with acceptance, once you start getting curious about your behaviors and seeing your patterns, things start to change very fast. And all of a sudden you're in a place where it's, it's unlike with counting calories, it's literally not possible to go back. No, you can go on vacation and eat to your heart's content. You can have a terrible breakup and gain 10 pounds. That self-understanding can never get taken away from you. And what you see is that those are blips in the road. Sometimes they're joyful blips. Sometimes they're painful blips, but equilibrium is restored. Um, and that's really the beauty of this with that is that without effort, the self-regulation that you're born with that got disrupted over the course of your life will start to come into play again. And it's again, it's about that restoring that equilibrium without effort. And so like changes start to come pretty fast and thick once they start. And it's really, it's exciting. It's exciting to see people so excited. It's exciting for me. I'm still learning about all my, myself all the time. Um, and there's like no pleasure, I think, like 
the pleasure of learning to accept yourself. Right. And once you start, it's like hungry, you've got hungry for more what's happening inside me. What's going on here. Um, it can be, it can be almost fun. Yeah. And I think that, you know, people will probably realize that when you start going on this journey of self-discovery, that it's going to help you in other ways, not just with your weight. Mm-hmm. But it's going to help you in a lot of areas of your life because it builds your confidence in yourself. And that's where I think a lot of people, they tend to shy away from that if they struggle with their weight, because that becomes, again, you get wrapped up in that shame of, well, why would anybody want me? Look what I do or, you know, and it's mm-hmm. going to build your confidence in other areas of your life, not just with loving your body, but being able to put yourself out there again and being more vulnerable because now you're more in touch with who you are, what makes you you. I think so many times we go through life and we're like, I don't even want to look at myself. I don't want to see who I am. I don't even know. So we only get to know ourselves at a very surface level. When you can actually go inward and go deeper and say, this is what triggers me. This is what makes me me. This is what I want to work on. This is who I want to be. And this is where I am right now. It's, I I don't know, it's so hard to explain, but it's such an amazing thing because for me, I used to do that, but also being critical of myself. And now I realize I give myself that grace because I know that I'm a human being and I'm flawed and I'm working on myself. And as long as I continue working on myself and I know I'm flawed, but I continue to do the work, it makes me feel so good because I know what my potential can be Mm -hmm. and that I'm on my way there. So I think that that also is such an amazing and empowering thing, like to be able to stand in your power fully and say, this is who I am, you know, and I may not be exactly where I want to be, but I know I'm on the way and I'm excited about that. We, we joke that wavelength is really a spiritual experience, which seems like a funny thing to say about a weight loss app, but it's so true. And it's because of everything that you just said, it's like, all these things are connected. I was just talking to, oh no, I think a user posted this in our, we have a private Facebook community. And, um, she was saying that, you know, she was one of our first users. She joined us back in, uh, I think in 2019 and she's lost about a hundred pounds. And she was saying like, I, I can't, I can't even imagine what my life would be like without this, but not, but not because of the hundred pounds, although of course that's great, but because like the hundred pounds is actually a result of all of this other stuff that is now different about my life and how differently I feel in my body, about my body, in myself, about myself. Um, and like it, it's all, it's like dominoes, right? You, you just knock one over at the end. And then all of a sudden this rich inner world opens up for you. Um, weight loss is really like, <laughs> it's really at the surface of the discovery that happens. Yeah. That's what we were talking earlier. And I said that, you know, I had listened to a couple of the episodes myself and it felt like listening to a podcast, like my type of podcast. And I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, this is, I loved it. <laughs> I just had to say that it was so great because it feels like you're talking directly to the person and there's that human connection where a lot of those apps, 
as much as they try, it still just feels very much like you're on your own and you know, do this. And it didn't feel that way listening to your app. So I love that. And I, I think that people are going to love that too, because it feels like you get the support that we're often so lacking. Yeah. I mean, no, nobody wants to feel alone. Right. Right. And that's actually been one of the greatest gifts to me about doing this is like, I felt so alone on my journey, even after I started working on this business. Um, I don't think how alone, I don't think I realized how alone I truly felt. And by building this and by interacting with all these people that have this, such a similar story to mine, like I accidentally made myself this incredible community and our users are amazing. Our members are, they're smart, they're introspective, they're thoughtful, they're fun. And I just, it's, it, it's been such like a surprise treat to get to know all of these fantastic people. I love that. And that's exactly what a lot of people need to is to find a community of people who are going through the exact same thing. Love yes, it. Absolutely. Well, I absolutely love this conversation and I love your app. So if anyone is out there listening and they really want to start on their own journey of losing weight, getting healthier and healthier in mind, body and spirit overall, everything, how can they do that? So if you visit wavelength.live backslash awaken, you can download the app. Um, and we will, I'm, I am in the community all of the time. You'll absolutely see me in there. You'll hear my voice inside the app. Um, and if you have any questions, you can actually just reach out to me directly. My email is Sarah at joyandwavelength.com. I'm not kidding. I love hearing from people. So don't hesitate. <laughs> We're going to have her email address and the link to the app in the show notes. So you can go there and click on it and it'll take you directly there. And I highly encourage you to do that if you're struggling at all with this. Um, the other thing I loved is that your app is not expensive at all. I mean, to me, yeah. it is it's so affordable. It's if you sign up for the yearly subscription, it's less than $10 a month. Um, and there's a bunch of stuff in there. That's actually free. You can listen to the first three episodes for free. Uh, a bunch of the meditations and mindfulness exercises are free. And we're actually going to be rolling out a few new free features that I'm not allowed to talk about yet, uh, over the next six weeks or so. So come check us out. Yes, definitely go check that out. Um, I highly encourage you to invest in yourself. I always say this, but investing in yourself is the best investment that you'll ever make. And this is, you can't afford not to because it's <laughs> ridiculously inexpensive. And if this is a problem that you've been dealing with your whole life, you finally found the one thing I think that's going to help you solve this problem and help you really get to the core of what's causing it. Because they've really done their research they've done their work and this is such a supportive I, I don't know i was smiling by the end of the the second episode because i was like yeah this is it this is it <laughs> great oh that's so great to hear that's always our goal <laughs> well i want to thank you so much sarah for being here with us today i always ask our guests to leave our audience with one piece of advice, maybe a little nugget of wisdom to help them on their journey. So I'm going to put you on the spot there and ask you to uh, impart the audience with some wisdom. Yeah. Well, I think I already gave my best wisdom away. So I'm going to reiterate it. Um, if you're struggling, if you're feeling 
really lousy about yourself. If you're struggling with food in your body, I want you to remember that this is an experience that most people are having right now as we come out of quarantine, but also all the time. Did you know that 80% of women in the United States want to lose weight? That's 80% of people. If you're not having this experience, you're in the minority. You are normal. You are okay. There's nothing wrong with you. So the next time you're being mean to yourself in the mirror, remember, I'm not extra bad. I'm just regular bad. (laughs) And I loved this conversation and I think it's so super important. So thank you so much for being here with us today, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me, Melissa. And thank you guys for being here with us. Go check out Wavelength. You will be so glad you did. And I want to thank you all always for joining me in this podcast. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. You can leave me some stars on iTunes. But the most or the absolute highest compliment you can pay me is to share the podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it. Also, don't forget to follow me on social media. I go live Mondays on Facebook at 630 Central, where I do a free card reading. If you show up for the live, I'll pull a card especially for you. And you can work with me if you go to my website, melissaoatman.com, see all the ways you can work with me, and you can book a free discovery call where we'll meet and I can see how I might best be able to serve you. As always, I hope you have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. I am sending you so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.